0: Talk live, the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via our toll free number, 1 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. And joining you tonight, it's Ian and Mark. And for those of you that uh, perhaps only get the Saturday show on your local talk radio stations, you don't get our weekday or Sunday program. I'm out of jail, as it was probably obvious in case you've listened for a little while may have heard me before. If you're a new listener, you may never have heard me at all. So, um, hello. <laughs> I, I, for one, am glad that your butt is back to work. Yeah, and now you're going to go take a vacation next week. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's still Free Talk Live. I'm now back in the main chair, and we'll talk to you about
1: anything. Of course, there's plenty of stuff in the news. So people want to know, if you were in jail, why were you in jail? That's-
0: oh, right. I stood in front of a police car when they were arresting a friend of mine for enjoying uh, a beer in the local park one afternoon well over a year ago last summer, and uh, so they sentenced me to three hundred and sixty days in the so-called House of Corrections, or, as I prefer to call it, the keen spiritual retreat. I spent uh, again sentenced to three hundred and sixty days, two hundred and seventy were suspended, so the actual in jail time was ninety days, and there's a two-thirds rule in New Hampshire where if you are of good behavior in jail, then you can get out of two-thirds of the sentence, so I was out after sixty. They let me out actually after fifty-eight days. Because uh, they wanted to make sure that my friends didn't show up to, uh, to get me. On the morning that everyone was expecting me to be out, yeah. there were likely going to be a number of people to come and welcome me out. And they the don't like that. There a hippie party there at the, uh, the county jail. Yeah, so they, they don't like it very much when the, the, the free staters, the liberty activists up here in New Hampshire show up at the jail. Last time uh, people showed up at the jail, they arrested a dozen of us. So, so have
1: you learned your lesson? What, which lesson would that be, uh, whatever the lesson was that they were supposed to teach you? <laughs>
0: are you asking whether I was corrected? Yes or not? i don't think so. No. all right, no, I still fully believe that uh, civil disobedience and non cooperation are going to be crucial to achieving liberty in our lifetime, and I still highly recommend those actions. I recommend them with caution. I think people should think them through before they uh, they go you know and do them they need to assess their life and their their status and you know their wealth and uh, what you know what is on the line what things they're risking by taking an action like that uh, but ultimately i think that if a lot of people did a little bit of non cooperation that would put a huge burden on the system
1: that much is true
0: little things like you get a parking ticket take it to court don't pay it make them work for it of course, then again, I don't know what it's like in like California or other places. When you take things to court in some places, they charge you all kinds of extra like court fees and court costs. They do that some places in New Hampshire, as I understand it, too. Right. Uh, but uh, all that said, uh, taking th- little things to court can really burden this already burdened system and perhaps change how they behave i really don't
1: understand parking tickets how can they prove you parked the car
0: we're gonna find that out because i've got one coming up in concord new hampshire on november 1st so uh if you want to tag along mark you're certainly welcome to i i plan on asking them uh when they, they call inevitably they will have to call the parking enforcer up onto the stand and i will ask the question did you observe
1: me park this car I don't think they did. I didn't see
0: anybody standing around.
1: They've uh, at the parking enforcement window. Literally, the manager of the parking uh, things uh, thing said that they charged the car, and I said, "You know, the car doesn't have a wallet or a job, right?" She chuckled at me. Yeah, I well. mean, this is this is how mixed up and convoluted their system is. I mean, I, I understand. That they can't be there to prove that you parked the car. I get it. But that doesn't mean that you can just throw a thousand years of jurisprudence out the, out the window well, because they it's inconvenient. can inc- and they will. Inconvenient
0: they'll do whatever they want to do typically i mean they're doing some kind of all kinds of crazy stuff around here but we're not here to necessarily talk about us and uh, what's happening here in new hampshire although there's always exciting things happening here because well this is the home of the free state project this is the place where liberty loving people are are coming to they're moving they're picking up their lives they're moving here uh, and they're getting active so i actually went out to manchester today I don't get I don't get out to Manchester very often. We do the show from Keene, which is the southwest corner of uh New Hampshire, and Manchester's kind of the, the big city. There's buildings o- over four stories tall uh, in Manchester. <laughs> so uh went out there, there was a nice peace uh protest or demonstration or whatever you want to call it. Maybe about forty or fifty people. Beautiful day. Sun was out, just a perfect you know, perfect weather, like seventy six degrees or something. And just a great day to be out waving and smiling at people driving by and uh, you know, Ron Paul signs were there and all kinds of uh, signage and good folks
1: good times man I mean it's it's great to be here in New Hampshire isn't it mark I, you know, it's home for me. I mean, I, there's there's no place that the uh, the freedom movement is is moving like it is in New Hampshire.
0: You know, speaking of the freedom movement, uh, I know that later tonight at some point we're going to have Chris Lawless come on and join us and talk about the upcoming Liberty Forum, the return uh, of the Liberty Forum, son of Liberty Forum, because uh, for a while, for one year there was no Liberty Forum this past year. 2011 there was no liberty forum which is a shame because it's a year it was supposed to be a yearly event and some ball got dropped somewhere it didn't happen and so they brought the original organizer uh, or the the most successful organizer let's say back in charge of it he's going to announce keynote speakers tonight
1: that's correct keynote speaker as i believe maybe keynotes
0: i'm gonna guess ron paul But I don't know. I I haven't heard anything. He is running for some office somewhere. The the last time Ron Paul ran for political office, he was a speaker at the Liberty Forum. So just to kind of give you some idea of the, the caliber of this event,
1: it's a big deal. It's probably one of the biggest deals of uh, freedom events in, in the nation. Lots of big names
0: going to be speaking there. Free Talk Live inevitably will be broadcasting. But the real draw for me for the Liberty Forum is the the, the networking, the people that you meet, uh, the liberty-loving folks. that Many of them already live here in New Hampshire. Many of them are considering a move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. It's a great opportunity to bring the family up and enjoy a weekend during the wintertime, you know, let's be fair. It's a winter event. <laughs> it's no, a little chilly.
1: Nothing like winters in New England.
0: Yeah. So you get to experience ice and, and snow and uh, things like that. and, and You'll know good, as
1: bad as it's going to get. Yeah. And you will, a, you'll
0: observe it firsthand. Have a good time in a hotel with a bunch of other really great people, like hundreds of them. Really great liberty oriented folks. So we'll tell, talk more about that coming up here. But uh, also, there's a lot in the news. But when I was in jail, I heard the news about Steve Jobs. Uh, I think it was actually the day I was getting out of jail. Yeah, I think so too. And he's passed away. I don't recall what type of cancer it was, but it was. It was pancreatic. But yeah, that's that's right. Pancreatic cancer sounds ho- sounds horrible. Um, the guy clearly made a, a huge impact. Of course, we're talking about Steve Jobs, of uh, Apple Computer, the former CEO stepped down about a month prior to uh, his passing.
1: Yeah. So, Once he stepped, stepped down, I really knew what was it was. It wasn't going to take long because I mean that man was passionate about what he did
0: now when i uh when I was thinking about Steve Jobs, I thought you know i I think I recall hearing something about Steve Jobs speaking favorably towards l s d and I went and i I googled that, and I came up with who knew ten surprising facts about Steve Jobs, which was published just a few days ago over at uh at Fox News. Fact number one he tried l s d He reportedly said it was quote one of the two or three most important things. I have done in my life Mm. and I just thought that was really interesting because it's very rare that you get someone of stature coming out and speaking favorably towards
1: an entheogenic drug. Well, often like you'll find people, people on the creative end, uh, artists, and, I mean, essentially Steve Jobs to some extent is an is an artist. I mean, you know, the reason that Apple is so uh, ubiquitous is because of the, the shape um, and the simplicity, the sort of uh, Baja's kind of uh, feel to it. And you'll find artists often uh, back up drugs of some sort or another. Sure, I
0: just – but – but do you see what I'm saying, Mark? Like a lot of times, like you catch some Dion Warwick gets caught with. Uh A bag of pot as she's trying to walk through the TSA checkpoint. Oh, I don't know how that got there. Boy, I would never consider doing such a thing as uh, smoking marijuana. This is usually the uh, the (laughs) response of the you know the folks that are kind of in the limelight when they get caught uh, doing some sort of a a drug. This
1: in my bag.
0: Now I want to make it clear. Look, I'm not advocating that kids don't go run out and get yourself some uh, some hallucinogens and (laughs) don't don't I'm not saying to go use LSD necessarily. I just think that uh, that it's useful to put information out there that is kind of uh, counter to the propaganda. And I think that's a real counterpoint to the propaganda, because uh, the propagandists would have you believe that, you know, all drugs are bad in every single instance. Bad, bad, bad. And Steve Jobs is saying it's one of the two or three most important experiences of his life. And there's more about Steve Jobs, more uh, interesting things, and we'll share a few of them with you here in moments. Get your thoughts as well about what you want. 855 450 3733 450 free This is the Live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Find out more at WeUseCoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And as usual, joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Of course, we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features. They're free, including the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Go and see what I mean by going to Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. That's Shrine.FreeTalkLive.com. Hey, news that I learned when I got out of uh, jail is that Ron Paul's apparently a top-tier candidate. Yes. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, indeed.
0: Well, apparently, uh, maybe you not maybe you haven't heard that news because uh, the mainstream media is trying to black out his campaign. And on October nineteenth, freedom lovers everywhere intend to create a ripple in politics so big that no media outlet will be able to ignore it. You can join the fight for liberty and freedom today at blackthisout.com. dot com. That's blackthisout.com. dot com. On October nineteenth is when that's happening. It's like it's the next money bomb, right? Like the next the big, real money big, bomb. Yeah money bomb so uh you may take control of the airwaves 855 450 we're talking a little bit about steve jobs here and then there's all kinds of other news uh the feds going after pot dispensaries in california it's just some interesting facts about so what they call surprising facts about steve jobs and i'd have to say this number this number one is a good number one that he has reportedly said that one of the two or three most important things i've done in my life was lsd And I just think that's fascinating to to have somebody with the courage to speak out in public uh, about that. Now, there's no doubt drugs can be very dangerous. In the black marketplace, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, one of the most famous uh, sayings about LSD is, you know, don't take the brown acid from Woodstock. I'm sure you've heard that one.
1: I have heard it indeed.
0: Yeah, because, well, it was bad. And in the black market, when you're buying things from... Dealers who have no repute, you know, some random schmo at a concert. That you're never going to see again. Right. You don't know what you're getting. You know, you could just be getting, you know, worst case ripoff or like the best case ripoff scenario is where you just get a piece of paper. Like we're just talking about LSD. Just get a piece of paper with nothing on it. Uh, the worst case is where you get something like, oh, I don't know, rat poison
1: or something else like that. Some kind so, of double dose is also, uh, you know, dangerous stuff. I mean, you know, yeah, where you don't
0: know what you're expecting. Yeah. Uh, So that's another thing with the the black market is there's no consistency in the manufacturing process. When you're buying from uh, a dealer, you don't know what you're getting unless that dealer happens to be close enough to the manufacturer to give you some sort of accurate information, which that is a pretty rare specimen in the the black market world of drugs. And having just come out of uh, jail, uh, I encountered a lot of people that were in there for drugs. And, of course, I don't think anybody who has done drugs – should be in jail. That doesn't help. It doesn't.
1: It's not fixing the problem, whatever the problem is.
0: No. And forcing someone into treatment doesn't help either. So, like, my roommate was in there on a... I think it was a violation of uh, probation. One of my roommates at that... uh, at one point. And he... he had decided that he was going to check himself into rehab. And he totally agreed that that's what makes all the difference. That when you want to change... That that's the big factor. You, know, you can't just quit smoking cigarettes because someone tells you to. You've got to want to.
1: According to Narcotics Anonymous and Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking or using, uh, depending on which organization we're talking about. So, therefore, all these judges and people that remand folks to drug treatment, they, they haven't even got the first, the only requirement for membership. The only yep. requirement.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, – in that case, Mark, when you've got
1: people that are forced into these treatment programs, it's just a money-making thing for the treatment centers. Let's not forget how much it, more difficult and, and uh, you know, the, how much the program suffers by their their presence. You know, if Right. You, because, it's like the kid in school who doesn't yeah. want to learn. Oh, great. I get to sit next to him. Oh great! Yeah, he's in my group now.
0: You know, we're we've got the same assignment, etc. Uh, yeah, so the system is just so screwed up. And there are a number of of guys that were in jail with me who, whether they were in there for a violation of probation or whatever, whatever their issue was, a number of them had been addicted to th- really, really hard drugs like heroin. Now you want to talk about the hardest of hard drugs? Heroin's right up there. I think I think on the the scale of the the most what is it? The, there was like the the British. Former, I think it was like the British former drug czar came out with this chart of uh, the, the most harmful drugs based on a variety of different factors. And like heroin and nicotine, I think, were
1: – or no, it was heroin and alcohol that were up at the top. As far as right? damage. Uh, yeah. Nicotine, I've heard, is more uh, addictive than heroin, but I don't know. I would, I would actually say that cigarettes are more addictive than um, heroin because there's more addictive stuff in cigarettes than just nicotine.
0: So uh, there's all kinds of aspects to cover with this you know, war on drugs uh, topic. But when I bring up Steve Jobs talking about having a positive experience with LSD, I think it's important to, uh, to, to let people know that there's another side to this. But, of course, you have to be cautious when it comes to drugs. I'm not recommending you run out and use them you know, just because Steve Jobs did it. You should go out and do it. Uh, if you do want to use them, though, I do recommend that you learn about it before you do it. Don't just take something that someone hands to you. Yeah, so, I, mean,
1: you, you, you don't, I mean, it makes about as much sense as just hopping in the car and going on a trip. Yeah, go and learn. Go to arrowid.org,
0: E-R-O-W-I-D.org, and learn about these things. And I'm not just talking about illegal drugs. I mean, prescription drugs.
1: Those things are incredibly popular in the black Killed market. three million people in the, the past uh, several decades. I just saw an, an article today. And those are
0: correctly prespri-
1: prescribed uh, prescription drugs, Mark.
0: I mean, there's all kinds of people that are just buying them because they like them. And buying them on the black market. Be careful. Learn about these things before you take them. Buyer beware. Harm reduction. That's what it's all about. And really, it's also about set and setting. When it comes to something like a hallucinogen, or as they're now being called entheogens, I think? I would know. When it comes to these uh, these sorts of drugs, like LSD, it's the set and setting that's the most important part. So, like, if you're depressed, don't take it. (laughs) If you're angry not a good time to take uh, some sort of a psychedelic drug. Uh, But if you've got a positive mindset, maybe Steve Jobs was looking for answers or something like that. Maybe he was trying to figure out some sort of an engineering uh, issue. I mean, some some engineers have have done these drugs and have made connections
1: that uh, they feel like they never would have otherwise made. Shaman have been doing this for millennia and, um, you know, finding out whatever answers they are, that they're finding out. And I think that it's also important to know what you're doing. You don't just drop three hits of acid and go for it. That would be dumb. Uh, That would be really dumb. It would be better to try a half of of a hit first. Yeah, that would probably be the way. Uh, So,
0: 855-450-FREE. Let's go to Roger listening in Indiana. Roger, you're on Free Talk Live.
2: Hey, and how's it going? Hey,
0: what's on your mind tonight?
2: Well, I wanted to talk about the drug thing. I uh, came from a small town in Michigan, and there's just everybody wants to do drugs, and I'll, I figured I'd share my opinion on it. Sure. Um, so I think uh, in regards to the prescription drugs, I find it very disconcerting that uh, there was a young man that I used to know who uh, some somebody brought over a bag of pills, and he just reached in not knowing mm-hmm. what it was, and he went, oh, hey, look, a sandwich pill. And just took it, uh, not knowing that it was a, uh, um, oh, it had to do with blood thinning.
3: Were
0: you, were you there
2: for this? Yes, and I, I was highly recommending that he didn't do it. And Tell you what, I Roger, can you, you stick with the...
0: us? We'll bring you back for the rest of your story, if that's all right. That's fine. All right, more with Roger here in moments. You know, this is one of the things I heard about when I was in jail are these parties, apparently. And I don't know if, there's, if this is true, where young people will just pour a bunch of pills into a bowl. I've heard it so and, many times, I believe it. And grab them and eat them. That's just crazy. 855-450 free. More coming up. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Joining you this evening is Ian and Mark. The toll-free number for you to bring up what you want is one 855 450 That's 855-450-FREE. And you can join us on our website, of course. Lots of different features available to you there. News updates, you can get them. And, of course, go to news.freetalklive.com to do that. You may sign up for our emailed updates or follow us on Twitter or Facebook,
1: Once again, news.freetalklive.com. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com is family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. You know how important that is when you're buying online. Buying online can get you some of the best rates at ManVentureOutpost. They have some prices, in fact, that are so low, the manufacturers won't allow them to mention them on the air. You can get even an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. So we're talking about drugs. And what started this discussion
0: was uh, the revelation, I think, for some people that someone as prestigious, shall we say, as as renowned as Steve Jobs tried LSD and had something good to say about it. He says, one of the two or three most important things I have done in my life. So there's a good side to drugs and some drugs. I don't know if all drugs have a good side. Uh, And there's some bad sides, too, because... Anything that is abused has the potential to really screw up your life. Whether it's alcohol, you know, you have a couple drinks, you're going to have a you know a little good time, going to have a little you know maybe a little buzz. You have seven or eight or ten or twelve, whatever it takes for you to go beyond a certain point, and you might end up in a jail cell or in a hospital bed. A friend of mine uh, woke woke up in a hospital ER after getting too drunk at a at a bar down in South Florida. Mm. And drugs can be incredibly dangerous, so you have to go into it with the right mindset. You have to be positive. You have to be smart. You have to learn about these things uh, before you go and do them. Unfortunately, not everybody takes the time to do those things. Roger in Indiana is back on the air. You had just begun telling us a story of the town that you grew up in in Michigan where a young man had, what, it just, what was it? He just was given a pill or given access to several pills? Tell the story.
4: It was uh, actually just
2: a bag of pills that somebody had brought over and they were actually inquiring to, as to what they were. They wanted to know whether they could sell them, if they were worth anything, if they were painkillers, and he just didn't know. So he had brought it over to uh, this guy's house, and this guy was like, I don't know, let's try it. <laughs> uh, it's it definitely the epitome of stupid, in my opinion.
0: Oh my God. He's
2: lucky he lived, but, um, yeah, he it, this apparently turned into a ritual. He ended up uh, falling into heroin, which, um, in my opinion, I mean, the opium fields were the reason why Alexander got to take over the world. You know, what was it? almost uh, over 2,000 years ago, almost 3,000, I think, something like that, horrible dates. But, I mean, so it has its place, but nowadays, as a recreational drug, it's a horrible idea. I mean, if you gave it to a man who's dying of cancer as a, a pain medication, the man's already dying, and you might as well give him some sort of peace of mind. However, if you're a high school kid who's got to do homework, the last thing you want to do is shoot up some heroin before you do your homework.
0: So tell me a little bit more about this incident where he took this random pill from a bag of random pills. Uh, Did something occur after that?
2: Um, He never actually went to the hospital. He uh, felt like he was lightheaded. It was, um, I think it ended up being a a blood thinner um, Hmm. for somebody who had heart conditions. And he was drinking at the same time. It was just, oh, I feel lightheaded. And he thought it was awesome for some dumb reason. I just wanted to point out the fact that it's incredibly stupid.
1: Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, and, if, you had, but, uh, if, if you have a situation like this and don't know what a drug is, the best way to identify it is not by taking it. It's by getting the Consumer Reports <laughs> drug book or going yes. online. Yeah, well, I mean, today you really have no excuse to not
0: learn about these things. The information is at your fingertips. Unless you're in jail, you can get online, and you can, of course, you can get all kinds of drugs in prison, uh, but you can get online, and you can learn about this stuff, and, and be cautious, and, and take your time. I, I hope those rumors aren't true about the kids and the party, and the bowl, you know, like the bowl full of pills,
1: but, but I believe it, man. I no, know it's true. I mean, I've, kids I've met kids that would absolutely do that, just ah. had no value for their minds, no value for their bodies, no value for their lives. Um you know, hopefully they I to some extent I was one of those kids. Mm. Um not I I look there were other kids that were so far gone that I was like, Oh my god, he's crazy. Yeah. And well the funny
0: thing was, uh Roger, any other thoughts by the way you want to share?
2: Um, I did want to touch on the topic of acid for Sure. Um because you guys were talking about it. Um Go for it. I've I have personally had a few wonderful experiences, including doing it um my mother and I never got along as I was growing up. And uh, finally, one of the bonding experiences that we had was uh, we sat around a table, smoked some pot, and did some acid with a bunch of really close friends of the family, and one of the most amazing experiences ever. And since then, my mother and I have been very buddy-buddy, and, you know, up until that point, she was the one who called the cops on me to get me to go to school, and sent me to boarding school for two years or something like that.
0: Wow. That's an incredible change.
2: Yeah, and I, I won't directly connect it to LSD, but it definitely was a turning point. And how does that
0: happen? How do you have it? a bad relationship with mom, and then all of a sudden somebody comes up with the idea, hey, let's do a little bit of LSD together? Like, how does how
1: does it <laughs> seem like an odd... Uh...
2: Uh, it is uh, an interesting story, to say the least. Um, I was living back at my mom's house because I was unemployed, and uh, shortly after I'd recently then been employed my mom kind of turned a cheek and was like, hey, you've got a decent job, and so we just kind of started getting along, and one of my friends came over, and he um, had some ass, and at that point, my-, my mom is an avid pot smoker, and so am I, so we kind of started bonding over that, and uh guy came over from work, and I was working in a theater, so you get the kind of crowd that I was hanging out with mm-hmm. there, all kind of goofy. but uh, he came over and was like, hey, you want to do some LSD, and my mom owns a huge Victorian house, it's Considered like the safety safe in the city. Uh, if you want to smoke pot and not, you know, get in trouble and just have a good time, it's what would you do? But uh, he came over and just a random crew of people just kind of showed up, kind of unexpected, and it turned into one of the greatest events I've ever had in my life. My mom and I are just chummy as ever now.
0: Roger, thanks Hello. for the call and the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you. One eight five five four fifty free. That is the number here tonight. Uh, if you would like to share, you know what I'd like to hear people's experience with bath salts. Have you heard of these baths? I have heard
1: of them. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I've I, I don't know what they are. Apparently they've been selling them at convenience stores yeah. and now they're you know, the the, the 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 law enforcement is catching wind of them, they're getting outlawed in different places. The
0: DEA is moving to outlaw these things. They're still legal in probably about ten or twelve states. Uh New Hampshire, they are still legal. And they were the talk of the jail. Bath salts. Tell me what your experience has been if you've used these things because there were some guys in there that had been crack smokers and these guys were like I would never touch bath salts. <laughs> you know? You know when the crackheads are saying stay away from bath salts <laughs> that's a <laughs> look out. That's a strong recommendation. Yeah. So uh 855 450 free. Apparently uh, the bath salts are some sort of a I don't know market. Maybe you've heard of these Kind of alternatives to pot that have come out? Yes. The synthetic, synthetic THC, pot. synthetic mm-hmm. pot. It's not like a, it's not a plant. It's just a chemical that they spray on an herbal mixture and you mm-hmm. smoke it and the effects are similar to uh, to smoking cannabis. In many cases, the effects can be much more, uh, I guess, intense. Mm-hmm. And so apparently somebody did the same thing with, like, cocaine or some sort of amphetamine. I'm not sure exactly what they're basing it off of, but they basically just changed the chemical structure just a little bit.
1: Just enough to be And able- so
0: it's therefore then legal. Uh, so they've been marketing them as bath salts with, you know, the disclaimer, not for human consumption. Sure. Uh, and uh, and so people have been buying them and they become more popular. And, of course, as the news reports on bath salts, they become more popular. And they- Right. <laughs> Don't do these bath salts. They're scary. Yeah. So I guess I'm just wondering what uh, what some people's experiences have been. There was a guy that was in jail uh, in the holding area. At one point, he was a little bit lucid. At another point literally minutes later he was screaming blood-curdling screams at the top of his lungs like imagine the most blood-curdling movie sound effect scream you've ever heard and amplify that times 10 in intensity and length and that's what this guy sounded like and he was allegedly uh, on bath salts at the time Eight five five four fifty free more coming up this is free talk live
3: This
0: is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Mark. Here's a toll-free number just for you. It's one 855 That's 855-450-3733. And, of course, you can join us on our website. If you enjoy Free Talk Live and you'd like to support this program, you can go shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You can enter Amazon through the link links that you'll see there. There are multiple links for different countries. Uh, you click on the right one for you, get your shopping taken care of, get the stuff that you're looking for, and get it straight to your door at the probably the best price you're going to find. Plus, Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale when you enter through our links at shop.
1: One thing that uh, Amazon doesn't have, it's pithy, relevant, and um, amusing liberty statements. You can get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny a piece. From the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. You can check them out. Let your voice be heard. LibertyStickers.com. I like to spend a little time at the website just uh, going through and reading the messages. They're, they're funny. Um, LibertyStickers.com.
0: We go to you and your thoughts. Uh, drugs are generally the topic here, but it is, of course, Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you'd like. 855-450-3733. Uh, experiences, observations. There's no real specific question here. What brought it up was, uh, was Steve. Steve. Steve Jobs, who admits that one of the two or three most important things he did in his life was to take LSD. So is it all bad out there? I would say no. As long as you're careful,
1: as long as you're cautious and smart and do your research. However, getting a a bag full of pills and uh, sticking your hand in there and and shoving some in your mouth, that's a bad idea. I think think we can almost unqualified call that a bad
0: idea. And an even worse idea would be to chase it with some alcohol. (laughs) Let's continue here with Jake listening in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Jake.
5: Hey, what's up, Ian? Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, Not too much. I just wanted to uh, talk about the bath salts and the LSD Yes, sir. First off, with those uh, bath salts, uh, there's like a bunch of them. They're like, you know what MDMA is at all?
0: Yes, sir. That okay, would be the one actual one. drug that is commonly known as ecstasy.
5: Yes. Yeah. And there's a uh, BK-MDMA, which has an extra uh, catinone uh, atom to it, which makes it perfectly legal. And that's one of the ones that they use in those bath salts. Really? Yeah, and, like, uh, you, like it's stupid to buy bath salts. Like, you can get a whole gram of it online for, like, $5, you know?
0: Are they calling like, all of these—because di- I had read that it was, like, an, a ripoff— MDP- the bath salts were a ripoff of cocaine, uh, which is completely yeah, different from MDMA. So are they calling things bath salts that are various different uh, emulations of drugs?
5: Yeah, like, there's MDPV, which is more like cocaine, and then there's one called methadone, which is, like, uh, MDMA and cocaine combined— so, Interesting. yeah, they always, they'll they mix them together, and there'll be, like, different uh, ratios of them to give you a different buzz. But they're all pretty dangerous besides the meth which is wow. the BK MDMA.
0: So have you tried this stuff?
5: Yes. Actually, I run a discount uh, synthetic cannabinoid website for, uh, you know, JWH, which is, like, one of those alternative weeds. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, those are pretty much, you know, they're uh, legal in some areas. They're pretty cool. How uh, long before they shut you down? Uh well they they'll ban some chemicals like they banned JWH 18 last year and then we just they, there's about five hundred of them we can choose from and they can't like ban all of them because of the Analog Act so we can go for a while
0: <laughs> I see so basically every time they ban one of these chemicals they just change the structure a little bit and uh, and sell it as J- it's now JWH 19 and yes, there's an 019. <laughs> yeah. hey what's your website man
5: oh uh, it's uh discount Rechem. Dot com.
0: Rechem? Can you spell that?
5: Yeah, discount, R-E-C-H-E-M, dot com. I also want OhioTopLot.org. I sent you a letter when you are in jail.
0: Oh, awesome. Hey, Mark, you should get in touch with this guy about some advertising, oh, it sounds like.
5: Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we actually were looking at Google AdWords, kind of like banned us. But like, so really? Alone and all that, yeah. So it was kind of a dispute with my brother before he went to federal jail. Do you so, you ever heard of Mitchell Frost? I have not. He took on Bill O'Reilly and a bunch of other right-wing fascist websites.
0: Okay, so, so you're selling not just the, uh, the synthetic THC stuff, but you're also selling the bath salts?
5: Uh, no, I, I would never sell bath salts and not label what I do. But I do sell the BKMDMA on the side, which is that uh, methylone, which they call it. Interesting. Hey,
0: any other observations yeah. you want to share tonight?
5: Yes, one more. Uh, you know the, cre- uh, the person that drew up the DNA structure, James D. Watson? Well, he was under the influence philosophy when he did it. And his wife was an artist, and he explained to her what, what he saw. And that's how LSD came about.
0: Thanks hm. for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. One eight five five four five zero free. I thought it was. Uh... Oh man, Larry. No, not O'Leary. I'm spacing on the, the guy that invented LSD. It wasn't that guy that he just mentioned. I don't know. He passed away recently at over age 100. Timothy,
1: Timothy Leary. No, not
0: him? Timothy. Okay. P- Timothy Leary popularized the, uh, the, you know, like the popular usage of LSD, the recreational usage. Uh, well, I'll get you that name here. I'm, I'm surprised I don't recall. Anyway, uh, 855-450-FREE. We Albert Hoffman? Hoffman, that's right. Yeah, he's the guy who he stumbled across it, actually. Let's continue with John in Oregon. John, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey, how's it going? Ian, it's good to hear your voice.
0: Indeed, sir. What's on your mind tonight?
6: Uh, Well, first, uh, I'm going to chime in here on this uh, discussion on drugs and uh, particularly LSD. And uh, I would like to first pose a question, and then I would like to share a a personal experience.
0: Okay. Uh,
6: The question is, uh, you mentioned that uh, Steve Jobs listed taking LSD as one of his uh, what, uh, top two or three most important moments of his life? That's correct. Um, my question is, though, did he specify whether that moment had more of a positive or negative uh, spin on his overall
7: attitude of
0: life? You know what I don't have any of the context for his quote, so that was one of the questions i I was kind of rolling over in my mind is i'd i'd like to know where that was attributed you know where did he say that was it in like a magazine interview or there, was there any context around it i that? don't
1: know i mean would the how would l s d be one of the most important things that happened in your life if it's if negative? It was a bad trip because yeah. if it was negative then well, what I would you like to i have a
6: personal experience that i think will perfectly explain that okay um I have myself experimented with LSD on uh, two times. Uh, I can count it on my fingers, two times. Um, the first time I, I experimented with it, I was uh, at a really nice setting. I was with my girlfriend, and uh, we tried it for the first time together. Uh, I think we took two hits each, as had been suggested to us by a close friend. Um, we tried it together alone for the first time, and it was absolutely incredible. Had an extremely magical experience. Um, I would uh, say it was a very positive experience, Uh, came out of it feeling very positive, Uh, wanted to try it again immediately because it was such a positive and enlightening experience. Um, So the next time I was able to get my hands on some more to give it a second try, um, uh, it wasn't such a great experience this time around. Um, Granted, uh, as you mentioned before, uh, being that it is a black market product, you're not sure what quality of drugs you are taking uh or buying for that matter so uh second time around when when i experimented with it uh this time i wouldn't say it was so much of uh, a bad trip as opposed to it just appeared to alter my brain chemistry in a way where i suffered from a pretty bad anxiety after this particular trip um it it wasn't something that came up in the trip it wasn't uh you know i didn't have a freak out episode or anything like that Mm. um but I, I do know that lsd does alter the chemistry of the brain uh in a physical way
1: it certainly can especially prolonged use
6: sure and um i and for, there are instances uh even of just minute use uh in my case especially um where it does create uh psychological problems where um i would say i uh before this particular uh lsd trip i would say um i had a very happy go lucky
7: attitude
6: uh didn't have uh, I never really experienced true anxiety, I would say, uh, till after taking it, and I did not experience the anxiety while on the trip. It was something that came uh, a day or two afterward, and it was uh, it was very it was very strange. I had never felt such a sensation.
0: Now, so are you certain? Getting... Are you certain that it uh, it was your newfound anxiety was as a result of this?
6: It certainly seems so, um, as mostly because uh, directly after. Uh, the, the taking of the drug uh, after the trip played itself out, I, I did feel, I did have a, a, a feeling of differentness, uh, a change uh, from within. And uh, I guess my point is is that uh, it certainly changed my outlook on life after uh, taking LSD that particular time, mm. where I would say the first time I took it, it didn't, it didn't really change my perspective all that much. I just had a very, it was more of just a fun, uh, light-hearted trip, if you will. And the second time around, um, it certainly – I would say certainly changed the path of my life and uh, certainly upped my level of empathy uh, in general. So I would say that it –
0: So the second trip, while you believe that later led to um, more anxiety, also upped your ability to empathize?
6: Possibly, yeah. It was just – it was strange. It it certainly – you know, the drug, as you've probably heard or maybe you've experimented yourself – it's very, it's very enlightening drug. It's very mind opening and mind altering. Uh, certainly, take a look. And anything like that uh, absolutely
0: has to be used with caution. So you know, I don't sure. know. Like we said, t- you know, like we said, uh, setting setting is so critical. You know, your mindset going into it is uh, is a very important factor as well. And these are powerful drugs, and you never know what will happen. So what I'm saying, you know, I'm not recommending it. But I do know that people are going to use these things. And so if that's the case, you should be diligent and learn about it. Hour 2 is coming up. Thanks, John. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
8: Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear?
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, the toll-free number for you. To bring up whatever's on your mind is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Now, if you're just tuning in, we've uh, been discussing drugs, uh, what brought up the discussion, and all you know, different aspects, bad experiences, positive experiences, uh, how to uh, best reduce the harm from using these drugs. I think it's so important to get the message of harm reduction out there because the message of just say no is like some sort of crazy fantasy. It's never going to happen. It's not working. Yeah. (laughs) Give me the evidence that the just say no campaign did a damn thing. It's more difficult for me to count the people I know that don't or haven't ever tried drugs than to count the people that I know that that have. Uh, So sorry, the D.A.R.E. program is a failure. And the idea of just saying no is a failure. The realistic viewpoint is humans are animals.
1: And animals are interested in altering their state
0: of consciousness.
1: Some more so than others. And um, it, it, you know, apparently homo sapien is one of the ones that's really kind of into it. Some more so than others also. I mean, there's there some people that think it's just a terrible idea. They try something like that one time. They, they drink a beer one time and say, I'm never going to drink this again. And, and, and so they prorative. don't.
0: I've, I've quit drinking for years at a time. And so uh, harm reduction. Just briefly, and we're going to get to a phone call here. But the idea of harm reduction accepts the, the the idea that people are going to use drugs. It's a realistic viewpoint. It understands that people are going to make these choices. Some people are going to choose drugs that may be harder and more dangerous than other drugs. All drugs are not created equal. And so you accept that in advance. And then you ask yourself, how can we help these folks? How can... Uh, they be given information. How can they be be uh, assisted in acquiring the right product instead of making a mistake and getting the wrong thing or not knowing what they're doing when they're going into it or or whatever? What ways can these people, especially those who are, are addicted, because not everybody who uses drugs is addicted to them? Uh, but how can you help somebody who's addicted? You can't force them into the treatment. They have to accept it on their own. And of course, since we have a black market. Drugs are illegal in many cases. Those who are using them, in many cases, are very frightened of looking for treatment. They're frightened that if they go to the hospital and they look for help, that somebody's going to turn them into the police. And so, therefore, it's a pretty reasonable concern. Yeah, maybe they won't go and do it. In some places, like uh, over in Amsterdam, there are needle distribution centers. Some t- some places have tried actual heroin distribution centers where the heroin is there's like it's allowed by some government program or whatever the cops leave them alone and the idea is the heroin addict can go and they can get the they can get some heroin they can get a fresh needle to uh to inject it i know it's gross it's horrible the idea of injecting things sick but people do this stuff and if they're sharing needles then all kinds of nasty things can get shared around with that aids hepat- or hiv rather and uh hepatitis i think uh, as well So you give them clean needles so they can throw it away when they're done and they get heroin that is of a consistent quality so they're not accidentally overdosing. These are harm reduction measures. It accepts the idea that people are going to use these
1: things. It is not encouraging it. Uh, I don't have any uh, value for uh, you know. I don't think that people should be forced to pay for these programs through taxation. No, I, I agree with you. Government programs. Thanks for thanks for cl- uh, bringing that point up because I don't think so. That's I don't think that should be the case. In fact, I believe it's a
0: church uh, that is actually running this the last time, the last one I heard about. I don't remember exactly where it was. I think it was Amsterdam or the Netherlands. Uh, I believe it was a church that was oper- uh, operating it. And they had permission to operate it. And that's a really, I mean, that's a merciful program. It's a great thing for a church to uh, to run. Because at the same time, you can give these guys help. So they're coming in. They're getting heroin. They're getting a needle. They're getting a safe place to inject as well instead of going out in a park and doing it in front of your kids. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, so they're getting, it's the most safe way to take this incredibly unsafe, dangerous product. And at the same time, they, get, they can get counseling. They can get assistance. They can be weaned off of it. Yep. So this is what harm reduction is all about. It's getting information out. So uh, up in Canada, uh, I know some people that there's a, a particular store and I don't remember what it's called, but they actually have information about drugs like ecstasy, like pamphlets that people can just take. You just take. You want one, take one. And you can actually learn. You know, For those of you who don't know about going to Arrowhead.org and learning online, physical information that you can just absorb and read and get some knowledge you know, learn some basics about uh, what to do, what to know when you're getting into this stuff. It takes that into account, and it looks at, uh, looks at people realistically. So one more uh, point of clarification. We'll get uh, right to uh, Chris Lawless here in a moment from the Free State Project. But we were talking about Steve Jobs and the quote that, uh, that he has said here. It's the number one surprising fact about Steve Jobs, according to Fox News, that he tried LSD. He reportedly said it was one of the two or three most important things I've done in my life. That's his quote. Now, we had asked last hour, what's the context of that quote? Somebody called in, well, just because it was important to him doesn't mean it was positive for him. And went on to tell their personal story about how they believe that uh, their LSD trip, the second one they took, was not a positive thing uh, for them. And I think that's a legitimate question. So one of our uh, researchers, Johnson, has uh, dug up the context for that particular quote. According to the story, it was an interview with New York Times reporter John Markoff, and Jobs said in that interview that doing LSD was one of the two or three most important things I've done in my life, and that it was a big part of his success. So it wasn't a negative thing for him at all. In fact, he added that Bill Gates would, quote, be a broader guy if he had dropped
1: acid once, unquote. (laughs) Well, I think it'd be hard to argue that Bill Gates, uh, you know, it seems to me as far as success, if a success is rated in dollars and cents, Bill Gates has got uh, Steve Jobs, right? You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know who's uh, I, I'd say who's uh, sort of political capital is is bigger. I don't know. I mean, that's a toss up, really. And I don't think that success is rated by money. Frankly, I don't. I could go to other shows and make more money selling ra- other radio shows. Make more money uh, being on other radio shows. Um, to me, success is about your success is internal. It's living, up to living you the to life decide. you you want.
0: Yeah. Let's go to Chris calling from New Hampshire. It's Chris Lawless, the organizer of the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, the once-a-year uh, event that the Free State Project puts on to promote the, the idea of moving together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, uh, people who are tolerant of others' choices uh, in their lives. It doesn't mean they have to agree with them. Not everybody in the Free State Project agrees on everything. Some people are very, very devout uh, Christians. Some are atheists, for instance. Some don't use drugs at all. Some do. Uh, but they all get along. Some might
1: call Chris normal by comparison
0: i don't know man i saw chris on stage at pork fest and uh wow you're lucky you stayed up on the stage chris uh welcome to free talk live
7: Uh, hey thank you and um ian it's great that you're out of jail thanks Uh, dude welcome back yes sir um and it's kind of funny you mention that ian is I'm, i'm actually someone who's never done any illegal drugs but that's actually a pet issue of mine where i absolutely think they should be legal it's insane
0: you were on one of the hardest drugs in existence uh, that night at uh, Porkfest. It was during the Stefan Molyneux roast. Uh, that you, I, I didn't see the full roast. I got, you know We get off the air at 10 o'clock, so I came in towards the end of it. And uh, I don't know how much of that you remember, Chris, but uh, you were clearly very intoxicated. So just because you haven't done illegal drugs doesn't mean you haven't done an incredibly hard, hard, dangerous drug.
7: That's that, correct. I, I just want to point out that you know, there is a huge hypocrisy in our country about drugs.
0: Absolutely. In fact, are there going to be any speakers at the upcoming 2012-2012 Liberty Forum that might be addressing such a topic?
7: Uh, absolutely. We actually have like three people. They've not confirmed, so I don't want to get anybody's hopes up. Um, but we have one extremely well-known person um, that covers the whole uh, drug prohibition topic. So I really hope that they're going to say yes in the next couple of days, so we're just they're trying to work their schedules out.
0: It's pretty early on. What are the dates, by the way, for the Liberty Forum? I have not heard this yet.
7: So the dates for the Liberty Forum are February 23rd will be the Thursday kind of, you know, get together, the gun shoot, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're going to add a few more fun things to do on uh, Thursday. And then we're going to swing right in for February 24th, 25th, and 26th will be the full-on conference.
0: Awesome. Now, this is basically uh, like a hotel-style conference with panel discussions, speakers, banquet dinners, that kind of thing. I want to learn more about this coming up in moments. You can stick with us. Yes, Chris? Yes, absolutely. All right. More with Chris Lawless, the organizer of the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. I I am so excited that it's coming back because it's skipped a year. And I was so bummed that it didn't happen in 2011. It needs to come back. Yeah, it's coming back. And I'm sure knowing Chris being in charge is going to come back in a big way. Because he's a big guy. like, (laughs) Like Andre the Giant, kind of big. And a really nice guy. More coming up. Free Talk
9: Live.
0: Talk Live and you can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Live Saturday show. Uh, And, of course, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Listening options, we've got them. Live streams 24-7, the latest episode of Free Talk Live is available via live streaming. Plus, you've got 109 great radio stations that take the show throughout uh, the week at various different times. Our satellite listening options are there for you, including two different XM channels and our free-to-air channel as well. Uh, The webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to the program that way. So go and get all the details over at listen.freetalklive.com. And we're talking about the Free State Project's Liberty Forum that's coming up in February of 2012. It's going to be the 23rd through the 26th. I am so excited and so glad uh, that Chris Lawless is back in charge. You are the man, Chris, and you always put together an amazing event. It's a lot of work uh, to uh, to get it done, and you deserve a lot of credit. But it's not just you. It's a lot of great volunteers as well, uh, if I'm not yeah, absolutely. mistaken.
7: I,
8: absolutely there's a great team of volunteers we have a lot of repeat volunteers and there's a whole bunch of people who and
7: attended other liberty Forums. and they they said hey we want to help so I have a great team put together doing um, some awesome work this year
0: all right so tell tell the listener give the listener an idea of what is the Liberty forum what is its purpose
7: um the purpose of the Liberty forum is to get Libertarians or even non-libertarians a chance to visit New Hampshire in the winter time, and that is important. We want them here in the winter to experience New Hampshire in the winter, to meet fellow free staters, whether they be, you know, non-movers or movers, to meet natives, um, and then at the same time to to learn something. We have a whole lineup of great speakers and panels, as you mentioned. Um, but to me, I think the key thing I've learned about the Liberty Forum. Is just recharging the batteries by being around so many like minded people. It, it just, uh, it always feels electric in there. So mm. that's the thing that I love because you, you really do get to experience the community of New Hampshire at the event.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing like it. I mean, it's just incredible to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. People of a variety of different uh, backgrounds and, and demographics. Uh, young people, older folks, families, singles, couples. I mean, it's just a great crowd, and there's it's always a good time.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm actually I had promised Mark that I that I would announce the. Um, the keynote speaker on Free Talk Live. That's right. We have our wait a minute. No, the,
0: wait. Oh, there's usually more than one keynote, correct?
7: Correct. Correct. There's a Friday night keynote and a Saturday night. The Friday night we're still we're trying to work out some date issues and some travel issues. Um, but the Saturday night one is done, and we can't announce that.
0: All right. So, uh, well, let me. Let's, you know, I haven't used a sound effect since I've gotten back, Mark. Uh, let me. Let me pull a little I don't even drum know how roll to use, here. Just bored. And we'll uh, we'll allow you to announce who is the um, the upcoming speaker. Who who will, who will it be, Chris Wallace?
7: Uh, it will be someone who's never spoken at at our event before, which is something we're striving to do. And it's going to be Joel Saladin of the Polyface Farm. Of the what? <laughs> He's of Polyface Farm. He's probably not a name that a lot of people recognize.
0: No, I have to say, um, I've never heard of him.
7: Um. There's a. There's a famous book out there in the, in the mass media called Omnivore's Dilemma. Um, it's all about where food comes from. Mm-hmm. And he interviews this. Uh, there's a whole, like, three or four chapters on Joel Salatin. And Joel is a libertarian, and he he's going to give his type, uh, his uh, speech entitled, Everything I Want to Do is Illegal.
0: <laughs> Sounds like my kind of guy. What's, how do you spell his last
7: name? S-A-L-A-T-I-N. Uh,
1: It says here, Polyface Farm is a family-owned, multi-generational... What is that? Chris?
7: No, Mark was saying it. Polyface
1: Farm. Yeah, Polyface Farm is a family-owned, multi-generational, pasture-based, beyond organic, local market farm, and informational outreach in Virginia's Shenandoah Valley. Was this guy on Food Inc.? Yes. Okay. What's that? What is Food Food, Inc.? Food Inc. is a very... Popular movie that's out right now talking about the food industry. And, hmm. and this guy, uh, this, this guy's uh, the amazing guy that's sort of talking about getting back to your food and knowing where it comes from and that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people are very interested in oh, it. Yeah. Uh, certainly my wife is way into it.
0: That's a, yeah, because I know that uh, the past Liberty Forums, there's been the Alternatives Expo, which is kind of this thing that uh, the, the activists just set up because they felt like there wasn't enough to Liberty Forums. So they wanted to create their own similar event that runs parallel to it. And so there's usually a couple of hotel rooms that get rented out in the same hotel as the liberty forum and there's other speakers and things like that going on and usually kind of like the grow your own food or alternative uh topics were happening there but now it's going to be a keynote uh, address which that's pretty exciting chris
7: yeah it, it, it's pretty he has a really interesting history and he talks about um how he wants to do certain things but the fda won't let him even though his like his quote-unquote killing rooms for the chickens and everything is like cleaner than every any factory you could ever go to that you buy chicken off the floor, but the FDA won't allow him to do it. And everywhere he turns, he runs into government regulations. Yep. Even if he exceeds the cleanliness and the safety, nope, the government just won't allow it to. Mm. So he's very outspoken critic of how the government is you know, treating the farmers and the whole organic industry. It's, it's, he's a pretty neat guy.
0: So is this an exclusive announcement? Have you announced this anywhere else? Because I'm looking over at freestateproject.org libertyforum, and uh, nothing is up there as far as guest speakers yet.
7: Correct. That—that's um, We actually, that what I would like all the second announcement is, registration is live as of right now.
0: Awesome. It
7: live about an hour ago.
0: Is there a code for Free Talk Live listeners?
7: FTL 2012 will get a 10% discount.
0: FTL 2012, 10% off. Now what are we looking at for cost on this thing?
7: Um, we're actually, we've kept it the same price as we had two years ago when I was last in charge. Um, it was $199. We'll get you four meals and all speakers, all events.
0: That's pretty good. I mean, look, anybody who's been to a convention knows that's a darn good price. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you and I, we're going to go to one of these radio conventions here at the end of the month, and I think we paid about three hundred or four hundred dollars, and that's only like a couple. It's only one or two nights. One night. It's no. This one's a two night. This one's a two night. uh, But it doesn't include. It doesn't include a whole lot of food, from what I understand, uh, and so to have a a convention for a full weekend, uh, but this is essentially Thursday through Sunday uh, for two hundred dollars. That's I mean, really, it's pennies, so good yeah, job keeping the cost down
7: yeah, and that's what one thing is you know we want as many people to come, you know we don't there's there's no profit incentive, which is going to sound kind of funny from a libertarian point of view, but we want the conference to break even to get more people to see new hampshire, and that that's the idea of you know we are going to have some sponsors and we're going to have some fundraising activities, yep. so the whole idea is to keep it low, and we also added something because many people had asked is we're going to have an option where you don't have food. So if you want a three-day pass, it's $109, there'll be
0: no food. I think that's a great no idea. And, and and by the way, the 10% off is whatever one you get. So if you get the the VIP, which is all the food and everything for the 199 you get 10% off of that with the code FTL2012. Just go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Uh, and, of course, that's all one word. And the 10% applies also to the, the just the non-food one, right, the 109 Correct. Okay, so you can use that code left and right. A lot of
1: free staters eat all different kinds of meals, and uh, you know they don't want the food for whatever reason. I've always enjoyed it, personally.
0: Chris, can you stick with us for a little bit more? i got another question or two. Absolutely. All right, more coming up here with Chris Lawless, the organizer extraordinaire of the Liberty Forum event coming up in 2012. I'm jazzed, man. This is great news. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
9: All around the world, people are achieving success and making their dreams come true you can be one of them. Whether it's wealth, happiness, business, or relationships, the only thing keeping you from achieving your goals is the desire to be successful and the know-how to achieve it. At AllSuccessClub.com, you'll find the information you need to succeed from those who've already achieved it. Set your life on the path to success now at AllSuccessClub.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind, 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. And we invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Lots of features there for you and all for free, including our mobile site. You can go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams. And podcast, go to M, as as in
1: mobile, m.freetalklive.com. It's all free. The time to stand up for freedom is now. The media won't help us. The establishment won't help us. They wish to black us out. Well, let them black this out. On October the 19th tens of thousands of Americans will be donating to Ron Paul's presidential campaign. Visit blackthisout.com to join them in the fight for liberty and freedom. I'm going to be involved in this uh, giving on October the 19th and I would recommend that if you're going to do so that uh, you know, make 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 your donation count even more by being involved in that day. It's October the 19th at blackthisout.com.
0: We're talking about something that I'm personally pretty excited about. The Liberty Forum is returning. In 2012 and the dates are expected to be and will be February 23rd through the 26th it's a Thursday through a Sunday and just to give you some idea um, you know you don't have to go to the whole thing maybe you can only make it up to New England here for uh, the weekend uh, usually there are ways to get uh, a la carte uh, by the day of kind of price uh, but if you can make for the make it for the whole shebang it's worth it if you can get there on Thursday or Friday and stay throughout the entire weekend, uh, it is going to be an it's absolute a lot fun. blast. And the price is right. He's uh, Chris Lawless is the organizer of it, and he's back on board to organize oh this thing after taking a year off. Uh, he's back, and he's gotten the prices down to where they were two years ago. One hundred ninety nine dollars for the what's it called the VIP pass. It includes everything uh, except the gun shoots and state house tours. So everything that's in the hotel. You're going to be able to go to that, including all the banquets. But if you want to save a little bit of cash and go out to eat, for instance, don't you don't want to eat the hotel banquet food? Uh, then you can get a three-day pass for $109. And if you use our code, our discount code, you save 10% on whatever it is, whichever option you choose. So use the code FTL2012 when you sign up over at FreeStateProject.org/slash/LibertyForum. Now, there's usually like an early bird rate. Uh, Chris Lawless, is that a, is that the case this year?
7: Yeah, this is the early bird rate. On December 1st, uh, the prices will go up.
0: Okay, so like right now, there haven't been a whole bunch of announcements of speakers yet. It's hard to tantalize people with, well, you could come see this person. Uh, It's not hard to tantalize the ones who've been there already. That's true. If you've been to the Liberty Forum, you know you want to come back. Uh, But can you you name any other speakers, or is there just one name that you can give Uh, us tonight?
5: Absolutely. So
7: um, one of the goals, as I mentioned, is we're trying to get absolutely all brand new speakers. My goal is to have no repeats. Wow! Which we've had great speakers in the past. Wait a minute! Are you trying I, to say
0: you're not going after Ron Paul?
7: Uh, I'm. I'm not going after Ron Paul.
1: What? S- seems
7: unwise. I
0: oh, won't.
1: This be after the uh, primary, though.
7: It'll be after the primary. I. I don't think he would come after the primary back to New Hampshire. Interesting. Um, and and I think that many of us. I mean, I I've seen Ron Paul speak many times, and I'd love to see him speak again. I just think. For our community, I'd, I'd like fresh new speakers.
1: Interesting. I, I get the idea. I, I can't imagine how you're going to have done. What? A, what, what are you on number seven now? Um, I, I, you know, the great libertarian speakers have almost been used up at this point.
7: Correct. And I'm actually going to have a few people who are not libertarian um, speak. And hmm. one of them is probably going to blow people's mind away. I'm still trying to convince them that we're not going to bite them. Um, but I think that they'll they'll make us think more. About what we do. Um, this person's extremely—I would, if, if you had to use the left-right symbol—extremely liberal. But I've seen them speak twice, and they're fantastic. And I think that we could help change this person, and this person can maybe help l- us learn how to reach out to liberals.
0: It's an important aspect. Very interesting. I'm, I have to say, I am intrigued, Chris. So go ahead, name some names. What, what do you? Who do you have on the roster?
4: So, confirmed, um, Sharon
7: Presley. Um, people may or may not know her that uh, she's the founder of Laissez-faire books
0: ah. oh okay now this is a liberty oriented uh, bookseller online
7: right um, so uh, we actually reached out to her first Was one of the things that many people talk about there's not a lot of um, female libertarians mm-hmm. and I was like you know we we often have female libertarians speak um, and we contacted Sharon right away and she said yep she's in she said I'm um, yes within like 3 hours
0: now what's her topic is it going to be women in in liberty or what is the is- the issue
7: is, she's working on a couple of different topics, but one of them is women in liberty.
0: I think it's so important uh, because it's so true that the liberty movement is a sausage fest uh, for the most part. It is just wrought with males, and uh, having more females involved is obviously a good thing from so many different aspects. And I think that we've seen a, a shift, in the, at least in the Free State Project, the movement of liberty – minded people coming to New Hampshire. It seems like at the Liberty Forum at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, more women have been showing up over the years. Have you observed that as well, Chris?
7: I absolutely think so. And I also think that many of these women are doers. They're not just, you know, they're they're out organizing things, And we we can see many examples of that. I mean, the president of the Free State Project is Carla, a female. You know, lots of great women doing great things here in New Hampshire. So it's you know, if we we don't even need twenty thousand, we get two thousand women. We probably have enough.
0: I think uh, I think actually over time the Free State Project, the majority of the presidents have been female.
7: I, I was actually thinking that the other day. That's true because we had Irina, we had Amanda, so yeah. yeah,
0: and now Carla. All right. So what else? Yeah. So more names. Yeah,
7: Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment
0: Center. Yep, great guy. He's the um, guy that's going yep. around doing the. Uh, oh crap! I'm spacing out on what they were called. The the
7: the nullify Double- com- now. Conventions,
0: right. Yeah, the Nullify Now conventions that are going on all around the country. Uh, really, he's quite the doer. And another guy that comes from the, the liberal side of things, if I'm not mistaken.
7: Right. And, and that's, you know, he's never spoken before. We, You know, I've actually met him here in New Hampshire. And he said, you know, you've got to come speak at our event. He said, yeah, he'd love to come.
0: Awesome. What's he going to be talking um, about? Nullification? Uh, he'll
7: be talking about 10th Amendment issues. Cool. All and right. Probably like how we can, you know, work here in New Hampshire for... Free ourselves, but also it can help out the nation. I believe is one of his ideas.
0: Excellent. What else?
7: Um, Clark Neely from the Institute of Justice.
0: Now that's a group of uh, lawyers out of uh, D.C. If I'm not mistaken, that takes on big name cases and uh, describe, you know, and defends uh, people from a liberty kind of uh, perspective. So, like, the, for instance, they handled the Kilo Seven case, uh, the infamous case. Right. That uh, decided, unfortunately, they didn't win, uh, but uh, they, it was, they, they took on the cost of all the, the lawyerly stuff for the people that were under attack, where the government of New London, Connecticut, wanted to steal a bunch of homes from people uh, in order to build a, a new building for Pfizer, basically, and some other corporations.
7: And Clark was also involved with the uh, the Heller case, if I'm not mistaken.
1: This is the, uh, the, the landmark gun case out of D.C. recently. All right. So you've got some good names and then, there. And like you said, right.
0: go ahead.
7: I was going to say, and there's one more name that I'd like to bring up because it's going to it kind of segues into a slight topic that you guys might be interested in. Is um, Ira Miller from a? It's called BT Finch, and you guys know all about Bitcoin because you accept them on your website, right?
0: Yes, that's right. Bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Com.
7: And we're and then it's funny, you know. Mark was talking about the uh, blackness out money bomb, right?
0: Yeah, October 19th. So,
7: Bitcoin is open source. And many people call the Free State Project like an open source thing. Many people don't like that term, but um, it's kind of like a freedom movement, freedom and money. And the Free State Project has partnered up with BT Cinch. And in our next newsletter, the Free State Project newsletter that comes out the 15th, we're going to announce that anybody who gets the Free State Project newsletter, we're going to do a reverse money bomb. BT Cinch partnered up with the Free State Project and with a fantastic Free Stater named um, Roger Ver, who donated bitcoins. And the Free State Project is going to send out and give a donation of 0.01 bitcoins to every single person who received the Free State Project newsletter.
1: Interesting. Hmm. And that's the the idea is is to get them. You know, they, they've got some. They can uh, check it out and and find out more about it. How does someone get signed up for that newsletter?
7: They go to freestateproject.org, and they sign up, and they'll get that newsletter. And as long as they sign up before the 15th, they'll get it, and they'll get their Bitcoin.
0: Anything Sweet. else you want to cover about this tonight, Chris? That's it. I appreciate the exclusive. Uh, registration is open right now over at freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Get the early bird price. Get 10% off. We'll give you the details on it a little bit later. Thanks, Chris, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live is free talk live and it's the live saturday edition of the program you may bring up what you want toll free number is 1-855-450-FREE that's 855-450-3733 and you can support the program by becoming free talk live amplifier go to amp.freetalklive.com that is the way you can get behind free talk live help us get on more radio stations around the country bring more listeners on board exposing new people to the ideas of freedom so if that's valuable to you and you want to get some perks, too, like access to the AMP-only forum, call-in lines and more, go get the details and get signed up over at amp.freetalklive.com.
1: You can't listen to radio without uh, hearing ads for gold and silver, and the or especially gold. And it seems to me that precious metals are really on their way up. There's been a dip recently, and this may be an, a really great buying opportunity. I've taken it as such and uh, invested some more money recently in uh precious metal stocks and i but i recommend frankly to you to have gold and silver in your hands i've got plenty of this and um, you know i'm speculating on some other stuff but i'm um, recommending to you gold and silver and you can go to gold.freetalklive.com we have a deal with midas resources to offer some of the best rates on gold and silver on the internet and you know in common coins that you can have in your hand that you can comparison shop and you'll be helping free talk live in the process it's gold.freetalklive.com before you buy anywhere check out gold.freetalklive.com
0: so we just talked a lot about the liberty forum we're going to move on take the rest of your phone calls here uh, we still have over an hour of this program uh, you know all the way till 10 o'clock eastern seven nights a week so you're going to hear more about the Liberty Forum. We just had the, the official announcement. It's kicked off. The registration is open at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You can go there to get some more details. And I imagine they're going to be fleshing that out eventually with the details about who the guests are and who's going to be speaking there. Uh, but it's a blast, and we look forward to seeing you there because I'm sure Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from there as well. We'll give you the discount code. We'll talk more about it over the next uh, several weeks. So more to come on that. We go to you and your thoughts. Uh, we'll start out with Matt listening in Madison, Illinois. Illinois. Matt, are you in Illinois?
10: Yes, Matt. Okay. The... Matt in Illinois. Um, oh, okay. Good again.
0: What's on your mind tonight, dude?
10: Um, well, you were talking about illicit drugs earlier. And um, I've been watching some documentaries lately on uh, mushrooms and uh, their importance throughout history. And it it started to occur to me that in this society that we have in this modern society, we are woefully short of shamans mm. to help us through these uh, to help us uh, use these drugs. Uh, these, these shamans had a had a, um, a a deep knowledge of how to use them and and uh, to make to, to make the the humans that, that you know were. In the tribe, more open-minded uh, to, to open their minds to their spirituality, I just thought it'd be it was an interesting thought to uh, that we have a um, kind of a market for shamans now. I would think if if we had a free a free society where anybody could could actually do as they please and put whatever they want in their body without having the government uh, tell them yes or no, we would be able to go to these shamans. Um, maybe when we were troubled or bothered or needed answers, and uh, they might be able to help us out figure figure some things out.
1: It's interesting. I mean, this this important role that uh, has existed for a very long time in human society, as you mentioned, is is entirely gone. It's very it's a very interesting thought.
0: Well, funny that you bring it up too, because uh, having just left jail, which I like to call the Keen Spiritual Retreat. Uh, I had the opportunity to look into different religions, uh, read different books on different uh, religious sort of aspects, uh, subjects, topics, etc. One of them was called The Vision, and I think it was Tom Brown Jr. who was the author of that. It was written in the late uh, 1980s, and he was, he was, I guess, a renowned outdoorsman who, at a young uh, point in his young life, met this kind of grandfatherly Indian. Uh, who was kind of one of the you know, the, re- the few remaining relics of the the old ways, if you will? And this uh, this Indian taught him uh, the the ways of uh, of the old, basically for for the Indians, and and uh, and taught him how to go on these these shama- shamanic visions, shall we say? Uh, and it was you know, it was very interesting and. Uh, very enlightening to to read about that because i think you're absolutely right people have lost that particular viewpoint or they've been told that it's all bad and i think that uh the idea of making these drugs that can uh, can bring on these experiences and of course some could argue that this is the wrong way to go about having such a such a vision uh that you're kind of short circuiting the process but uh either way i think that by having this, these prohibitions against drugs that can alter one's state of consciousness really sends the message that uh, these things are bad when, in point of fact, as Steve Jobs pointed out, it was one of the, his trip on LSD was one of the two or three most important things he 's ever done in his life.
1: and from a business standpoint, I guess he learned something new, looked at, looked at things differently and and but I mean, you know, now we talk about outside the box thinking. But what does that mean? I mean, what does outside the box thinking mean? Well, it certainly doesn't mean thinking inside the box, and that's what you know you do all the time. And mm-hmm. I think that that's probably what Steve Jobs was trying to get uh, to get to get, a, to get a hold of here.
10: Yeah, I, I had a, a particular interest in, in this um, subject because I'm part Indian, and I, uh, we actually have an extensive family tree that I've looked at. And um, and in fact, I'm part Potawatomi, which is a tribe that's from around here. And they they used to like, you know, every uh, once a year they would they would harvest these things, and and they'd kind of have a gathering, and and people would um, would take these drugs under their um, supervision. And um, so I, I I've had some interesting experiences taking mushrooms uh recreationally and i'd i'd really like to uh, to see what it would be like to take it under a supervision of a kind of a priest or a you know, a shaman who would who would be able to guide me better because the the one really i had this one really spiritual experience which was actually quite disconcerting because I didn't know what was going on and I'm sure that if I had somebody there who would who would have been able to help guide me through it it, it might have actually been quite pleasurable and I might have even learned something uh very deep about my uh, higher self um and, and I think that this is another another facet of life that government and their prohibition and the people who are control freaks have taken away from us
0: yeah and I think it's and really to I our detriment right I think it's sad so Thanks, Matt, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you and your thoughts as well at uh, 855-450-FREE if you'd like to share yours. I I think he's absolutely right about that, that, that that's really missing. For me, when I took uh, MDMA for the first time, which is commonly known as ecstasy, of course, if you buy something on the street that's called ecstasy, it may or may not have MDMA in it. Sure, <laughs> just the problem with the black market. Uh, but uh, but there is actually some. In some cases, you can get real MDMA uh, through through street you know level buys. Uh, it's usually sold as, as what they call Molly or molecules. It's kind of a different uh, package, basically. Usually, it's like like a clear uh, like a gelatin capsule with little crystals inside it as opposed to like a pressed pill mm-hmm. so if, for instance if you're at a party or something like that someone's selling pills calling it ecstasy beware yeah. the chances <laughs> that that it's true is un- it's unlikely and they actually do have test kits uh, out there that you can buy which is a real smart uh, harm reduction move You spend 50 bucks get a test kit and you can test any um, mdma that purported mdma that uh, that is sold to you before you actually use it to find out whether or not it actually is uh,
1: you know, it's 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 interesting that people don't want their uh, their kids doing drugs, and obviously, that, but they have to grow up, and at some point or another, they're likely to do these things. And the very laws that that uh, people support in order to keep kids away from drugs, in fact, expose them to far more dangerous substances that they true. may or may not be uh, you know prepared to to do. Some kids they have no value for their minds and their lives, and that's absolutely so. Uh, it's absolutely so. But even those kids would be more protected in a in a marketplace where you know they knew what was uh, you know people had been able to test and and verify what are what are in um, these drugs and you know you wouldn't have an illegal drug marketplace you don't have an illegal alcohol marketplace v- to, very to small. much yeah, very small to, to but, much of an extent
0: what you do have is people manufacturing liquor without permission that's pretty much the extent of the uh, the illegal alcohol market there,
1: there are some stills out there um, no doubt but
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, what my point was I was going to make when I first took MDMA uh, for the first time, it was quite an experience for me I, it's one of those things that i 'm so glad I did it because I became more interested in you know nature uh, that, that I, I, had a, I immediately had a greater appreciation for the beauty of the world around me. It just it came like a, up on me like something I'd never experienced in my life up until that point. So there's been some real positive effects for me. But obviously, if you start taking it every single day, you're going to have some real negative effects. It's pretty clear. So being judicious and uh, sparing with the use of these things is important because otherwise they're not special anymore. If you use them all the time, they're not special. 1-855-450-FREE. More coming up. You can bring up what you want. Hour 3 is next. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at FreeKeene.com and get connected with video, audio, free books, a forum, and activist tools you can download and use in your area at FreeKeene.com. That's FreeKeene.com. Is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. It is the live Saturday edition, and joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Toll free number for you. Bring up whatever you want. 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And we're going to continue here with you and your thoughts also on the way. A little more about Steve Jobs, maybe something you didn't know about him. Uh, The first thing that we talked about was that he admitted to... And spoke positively toward using LSD, saying that his experience with LSD was one of the most uh, – one or one of the two or three most important things that he's done with his life. Attributing it's it to – Pretty strong praise. Attributing it to uh, a successful thing. Well, not not like a negative important thing, but a positive uh, thing. And we continue with you and your thoughts. So first go to Eli calling from – allegedly from Mexico. Hello, Eli.
8: Hey, what's up? Hey,
0: what's on your mind tonight?
8: Uh, I was just wondering curious what you guys thought about. Uh, I know I saw in the news here in the last couple of days, the whole alabama kind of the new immigration laws and uh the, the a lot of the farmers were on there complaining and openly saying, you know like the the Americans won't take these jobs, you know working ten hours a day in the ninety degree heat in and over, and now they're having to offer more money because their crops are rotting and all that on the on the vine like what do you think about that like as high as unemployment is or are Americans really not willing to fill those positions? Clearly,
0: or- they're not willing to. And I actually saw some... In- some news about this while i was in jail and I'm, i was wondering more of the details because mark you had said that this is the alabama one the alabama immigration law is right. the most extreme it's happening in georgia too but if you're saying the alabama one was the most extreme of all of that's them. correct arizona georgia alabama what was it that was different about uh alabama as you recall you
1: c- doing business with um you c- doing business with uh, illegal immigrants is uh, considered to be illegal so if
0: i sell you if i if you're so- so-called illegal and i sell you some lemonade yep uh that's it that's a that's, that's correct. Illegal.
1: Wow. Um, c- contracting <laughs> With them is
0: I didn't uh, even
8: know that.
1: As, as I understand it, I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm no expert on this or anything, but that's uh, that, that's what I understand.
8: Yeah,
0: it's funny you bring
1: this uh, up. We well,
8: were ch- I've only read briefly on CNN, so I don't know. I knew in Georgia they were putting a number on the loss of crops, but you know, the Alabama was the recent one. And
1: yeah, there's no there's no way to quantify this uh, that quickly, um, but there are there's all you know. Millions of dollars worth of food rotting on the vine yep. because Americans won't do this work. Nope. Now, a lot of people, the, pro, the, the pro-government, pro-intervention, anti-immigration folks will say, Americans, will, they will do this job. They don't, unemployment's terrible, and that kind of thing. Well, look, there's evidence. Two states in the union, it's happening right now. Americans will not do these jobs. Yep. They'll put probationers out there that they threaten to throw in jail if they don't do it, and they won't come back the second day.
8: Yeah, I saw that too. That's pretty wild. Man. Yeah, that's
1: just it.
0: I mean, like, they, they... I don't.
8: I mean, not not getting in depth of my story. I mean, I, I'm down here. I'm re, I'm legitimately in Mexico, and I, I mean, I've been working for months. I I make you know a little under twelve U.S. dollars a day for a. You know, I go on about nine thirty and get off about five thirty. You know, I'm over a grill or things like that. Like I. I'd die to come back up there. You know, I said, I'd die to, I, I could, but if I knew there was for sure employment, but I, I still can't even find anything online or where these farmers are hiring or whatever. But
0: now are you, you a know, native I, of I bail- Mexico?
8: No, no, I, I'm from the States. I'm American. I, I bailed in, uh, February, early February on right. um, uh, after I did house arrest for some DUIs. And I got tired of half my paycheck going to the city of Joplin for mm. these tickets. And, uh, I just, I got tired of it. I, I I plan on going back to Costa Rica, but I ended up just going down to Mexico. And
1: So how long have you been down to Mexico? 12 bucks a day, man. It's not good, not good wages.
8: Yeah, it's not good wages at all. I mean, I'm a lot happier, but damn, yeah, it's it's, it's ball-busting down here. It's well, if you're
0: happy. happier, that's that's an important factor. Did you have any savings yeah. at all when you went down there, or you just like threw caution to the wind? Uh, and? across the border
8: I, I packed it up well i already done pretty much the same thing uh going to costa rica i'm about to turn 30 now and in my early 20s i went to costa rica and it's the same kind of scenario i just whatever would fit in a, a really large backpack like that's what went with and what wouldn't didn't go and uh, that's what i'm here with you know like, what did you
0: do just hop on a bus or did you walk hitchhike how did you get down uh, there
8: no, I, I flew out of, uh, I found a cheap ticket out of northwest Arkansas to L.A., and then I bussed down to Tijuana and took a cheap flight to Vallarta and then busted inland a little bit, and that's where I settled in. And, and just, kind of so you've, been,
0: you've been south of the border for the last uh, approximately six or seven, eight years of your life?
8: No, no, no. Since, no, no, since no. February. Since, since February. Oh, I'm sorry. There. Okay,
0: you went down to uh, to Costa Rica, and then came, I came back.
8: I to Costa Rica initially, and I've been up in – I was up in the States quite a bit, yeah, through my 20s. I've just now left the States again in early February. Now, what's
0: it like immigrating to Mexico? What is that – I mean, is there a sort of a legal process? How is it – how does Did it go? Did you sneak
1: across me? the border? Uh, Are you illegal? Huh. <laughs>
8: Honestly, I am. I, I turned illegal about uh, a month and a half ago, I guess, and it, it feels pretty good. So, well, they let you stay God, for six you know?
0: months without question, and then something, something changes?
8: Yeah, well, I mean, supposedly you're supposed to leave. Just like I was in Costa Rica, you're supposed to leave every—it's actually 90 days there and not yep. six months, but— Almost every American I ran into was like, I've been here six years. I've never left. Like, why would you do that? I you know, know somebody I whose dad
0: it? whose dad was living in Costa Rica for a long time. Uh, one of the, uh, the Liberty lovers up here uh, in New Hampshire told me this story that the way you get around that leaving for 90 days rule uh, or leaving after 90 days being in Costa Rica is you just like you cross the border uh, into uh, another country, uh, you know, go on a yeah. little vacation there for a weekend or something like that and then come back.
8: Yeah, it's like seventy-two hours you're supposed to be out. But I mean, the the money that it takes—if you're broke like me—it's sort of like fuck that. I mean, oh, we can't let you get by with
0: that. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. (laughs) I don't know know if they (laughs) They may not have those rules in Mexico. You know, I don't know if you can say the f uh, the f word down there. Uh, I probably
1: not. He's not like he's been out of the United States for very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sorry, buddy. Uh, hey, uh, 855-450-FREE is the number here. You can... You
1: can talk about anything you want. There's four words you can't say. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much how we have to do things around here, because
0: we are still in the uh, so-called United States of America, though I look forward, Mark, to the day when uh, we start seeing some people secede, some states around this country. So, uh, call it a day and say, the hell with this uh, United States thing. We're done. We're out of here. Secession is the way to do it. I have my secession sign out at the, uh, the protest today. It was supposed to be a peace protest, but I figure if we secede, that's a good way to achieve peace, at it's least for peaceful. New Hampshire. Yep. And we do want to secede peacefully. We do not want to, uh, those of us who support secession that I know at least, are not interested in in, in some sort of a violent uh, That didn't attempt. go well the last time. Yeah. So we've got to do it uh, the peaceful route. Here's another interesting fact, uh, surprising fact about Steve Jobs from Fox News. This was uh, number 10. So we started with number one about him uh, using LSD. Number 10. He drove without a license plate for years. Jobs drove his 2007 Mercedes-Benz SL55 for years with no official license plate, just a barcode, according to USA Today. 2000
1: what? 2007. 2007. I guess he uh, could, could, could drive it for years, but not too many years with it being 2007, right? So that's pretty, that's pretty serious activism right there. I
0: mean, to, to drive around with no license plate, that's... Indeed it is. Usually asking for, uh, for, for trouble. Of course, uh, he can handle the tickets
1: too, right? Well, that's true.
0: Uh, and of course, he could handle the car getting confiscated as well. Uh, when you're going to go into the world of freedom to travel activism, you have to expect that you may lose your car. You may lose your so called privilege to drive. Uh, our own, very own Michelle uh, Seven from uh, the Friday Night Show uh, during the week is embroiled right now in some of these legal issues behind not having car registration or a driver's license. Of course, these things don't mean that you're dangerous. Just because Steve Jobs doesn't have a license plate doesn't mean he's a bad driver. It just means maybe he didn't feel like bowing down to the bureaucracy. Maybe he didn't feel like uh, going to the DMV and waiting around and being bossed around and having to fill out forms in triplicate and file all kinds of fees. And it's it's a hassle going through this
1: stuff. You know, I mean, one wonders. Okay, so it's one thing to register a car so that it has numbers on the back of it so that if perhaps it's in a hit-and-run accident, somebody can spot it and um, say something. You know, I think that that's something the marketplace could handle because I think people do want to be able to recognize cars. But it's another thing entirely when you talk about uh, annual registration. Why am I keeping that up? I mean, what is that other than a tax to drive on the road that you taxed me to pay for, that you tax my gasoline to pay for? I mean, what is it other than just the government saying, well, we're in charge around here. We've got guys with guns that will do whatever we say, and you'll put this little plate on your car, and you re- renew it annually. Why not renew it biannually? It's why, all about why, why money. Why not uh, semi-annually? It's, it's all
0: about ringing the cash register. It's all about obedience. That's what it's about. It's not about safety. It's not about protection. It's about them enriching themselves off of you plus
1: an opportunity to pull people over and talk to them and harass them
0: you know you want to look at a perfect example of how it's all about obedience and money i was in jail met all kinds of interesting people some of the people i met were in for driving under the influence they were drunk
9: this your family today tip is brought to you by carnation breakfast essentials helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day mornings can be chaotic but a little advanced work will take the pressure off the night before organize backpacks and put them at the door along with anything else that your kids need for the day set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize and off you go for more tips like these visit us at parenthood.com slash your family today
0: This is Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number for you, one 855 That's 855-450-3733. You may bring up whatever's on your mind and joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. We invite you to our website over at freetalklive.com. Lots of different features there for you, and they are all for free, including our webcam. You can watch, listen, and uh, interact because our chat room is actually built into the same page as the webcam. So go to cam.freetalklive.com. Do that. That's
1: cam.freetalklive.com. You've been here about bitcoins for a while now. If you've been listening to Free Talk Live, at least, maybe you didn't know how to go about getting them. There's an easy way. You can go to Bitcoin. You can get bitcoins by depositing cash at thousands of banking locations across the U.S., including Bank of America and Wells Fargo. Once you have your bitcoins you can use them to pay anyone in the world with no transaction fees or third parties getting involved it's completely anonymous it works just like a person to person cash transaction but it's done on the internet it's internet cash to learn more visit exchangebitcoins.com it's exchangebitcoins.com if that's if you want to do the uh, to get some and try it out but also check uh weusecoins.com as a uh, another great yeah. website What to- was weusecoins.org I, I looked it up last night, and I found uh, we we both? Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: So we've been talking about uh, some of the surprising facts about Steve Jobs. One, he uh, said positive things about LSD, one of the two or three most important things he's ever done in his life. Uh, two, that he drove without a license plate for years. And uh, then here's another one for you that... Uh, he used to sell blue boxes. You know what a blue box is, Mark? No. What is a blue box? Well, back in the olden days, I'm pretty sure this stuff doesn't work anymore, but uh, way back when, you used to be able to make these uh, little hacker boxes that would create... Like cable? They would generate... Well, no, not cable, okay. but that would there would likely be another type of box for that. Uh, but they, they all had different names based on what their purpose was. So in the case of uh, the blue box... Uh, this one said this is a Fox News article, so they don't get into detail on exactly what uh, the hertz of the tone was that it was generating. But essentially, it would generate a tone like uh, when you would put a quarter into a payphone. There is like a, a tone is very, very hard to hear. You would not be able to likely notice it if you were putting it in and listening to through the handset. Yeah. And again, this doesn't happen anymore from what I understand. So we're talking maybe 20 years ago or something like that. So you put the coin in and the machine makes a tone so the phone company knows that you put a coin in. Yep, basically. And so essentially the blue box would be something or I think red box was another one as well uh, where this Now they just sell movies. machine would generate a, t- a tone for you. So you would hook it up to the payphone and basically trick the phone company into thinking you're Giving putting you a free call quarters in to the thing. So he used to do that stuff. Well criminal yeah. Well, it just goes to show that some people who start in one place, maybe with a little criminal activity like that, can end up changing the world with uh,
1: what they do. Hard to argue that. I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's, brilliant minds are going to use a system. I mean, this is essentially what gameplay is. Uh, this is what hacking is, is it's finding a system and then figuring out how to play the system. I mean, how do you do it? How do you how do you work it? Because it's a puzzle.
0: One eight five five four five zero free as we continue with you and your thoughts i'm being told I'm wrong about the blue box, and I have to say I did not uh, do research on blue box. I was looking at this fox news piece i'm sure if somebody wants to, they can go learn all about the blue box and how to make one go <laughs> make your own and so what is a blue box i We will find out okay uh, Johnson is actually on the line to explain here Johnson you're on the amp lines.
11: so what it is is it is actually a keypad uh, that's it uh, simulates the uh, telephone operator's dialing console, so what it allowed uh, a caller to do is sort of uh, switch long-distance calls so they could actually route their own call, uh, so they could bounce their call all over the country um, and, and route it to different numbers and whatnot.
0: Was I describing a red box when I was talking about the one that generates tones?
11: I don't know, but I can tell you that uh, I actually uh, partic- partook in a little bit of freaking myself back when it was still possible. The in, phone, uh, phone freaking. I, um, I actually, and, and actually before, um, I was. You were able to at one point take a, a tape recorder, like a little micro cassette uh, recorder, and hold it up to a phone as you were putting in the coins and record the tones that were made. And play them back to any payphone.
0: Wow, that sounds almost unbelievable that that something like that would work. So simple.
11: Yeah. And I did that to make many, many free calls.
0: So, yes, I was uh, describing a red box, according to Wikipedia, the red box. Not the DVD thing. That we're going to pull your hacker card
1: here, here on Anonymous. We're yeah. going to vote and pull your hacker card. This is I'm ne- I've never claimed to be a hacker.
0: But uh, I'm not talking about the red box where you go to the grocery store and get a DVD to rent. Uh, I'm talking about the old red box. It's a freaking device that generates tones to simulate inserting coins in payphones, thus fooling the system into completing free calls. Uh, so there's different tones for a nickel, dime, quarter, uh, that sort of thing. The
11: one, the one box that always fascinated me was the one known as the blotto box, which was uh, apparently one could somehow connect this box and it was very dangerous. Uh, one could connect the uh, power line to the telephone line. And essentially what would happen is it would cause every phone uh, within a certain radius to start ringing, and then start heating up and possibly damage uh, all the phones. Yeah, that's the a
0: phone really them. sounds really dangerous
1: yeah. because each yeah, phone line doesn't really just stealing from the phone company or setting people's houses on fire.
0: Each phone line does have power uh, running through it. That's uh, that's how uh, you know a lot of phones that, that can still operate even if power is down in your house. Your phone still has power because it's a separate uh, separate circuit.
11: Right, and oh. you know it's. A lot of these things that we're talking about were not exactly legal activities back then, you know. And uh, so, I mean, you've got white hat and black hat, same same way it is now. Sure.
0: Oh, by the way, I was wrong. Uh, the, the tones are not different for each dime, quarter, uh, nickel. It's uh, the same tones, just played in a certain sequence. So they'll play right. like...
11: It was like they sounded something like did it, you know. It was like a that was like a quarter. Uh, right. I think that was shorter for. Uh whatever, but
0: yeah. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. Yeah, now right. it does say here that uh that the system that used to work for this, the automated coin coin toll service, has been phased out of service in I'll most
1: it has. of the United
0: States, combined with the integration oh, yeah. of acoustic filters into many payphone handsets, the practice of red boxing is rarely possible anymore these days. You know
11: what I miss I miss when back in the days of, of BBS too, that they they had something called a phone coupler which you could use to, you know, back in the days of, of modems, you could dial into this, you know, dial into a payphone, use a phone coupler, and then that would go into, you could go to someone else's line or someone else's computer through this phone coupler. So you could, you could dial a modem through a payphone if you wanted to, because it was like essentially you had this device that would sort of suction cup onto a regular telephone handset. And there's really no way to do that now. There's no way of having like an air gap. And internet connections. I mean, it would be much harder uh, to do that. I don't know. You should, like go through someone's Wi-Fi or something. I do the, don't even do know the kids today
0: work. even know what a modem is?
11: Probably, well,
0: cable modem. Yeah, but I mean, like an old school. <laughs> but they know, just
11: modulate, modulate, demodulate. I mean, you know, but I don't know how many people would know that in general.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's completely over the yeah, heads. Of I think most we're of done our with this yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with her. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Johnson. Bye. Appreciate it,
1: dude. Uh, there you go. More than you ever needed
0: to know about red boxing and blue boxing. <laughs>
1: I mean, this is less valuable information than, say, uh, how to give birth to a calf on the radio.
0: One eight five five four five zero 450 free That's 855-450-FREE. Well, now if your phone ever rang and started to heat up, now you know uh, what was going on. How about Trey
1: Parker and Matt Stone were on LSD when they got their Oscar for South Park? Oh, how about that wow. one? All right,
9: more coming up here. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. The first secret to success is recognizing opportunity. The second is to act on it. But how do you gain the skills to know how and when? Allsuccessclub.com. Meet successful individuals online and in exotic locations around the world. Find out from the rich and famous how they went from rags to riches and learn how to achieve financial independence for yourself. Your path to success begins now at allsuccessclub.com. this is free
0: talk live and you can bring up what you want 855 free is the number that's toll free by the way 1855 so you don't need any red box to make the call 1855 i on the only show where you'll actually you can hear a discussion about drugs followed by phone freaking,
1: followed by immigration. Phone freaking is redundant. It is just freaking. That's true. 855-450-FREE. But nobody will know what you're talking about. That's true. Jason Osborne. Sounds like sex, phone sex or something Sounds something just like that. (laughs) Jason Osborne. (laughs) I doubt very many phone
0: uh, or freakers were getting a whole lot of sex just based on the kind of uh, person it would likely be
1: interested in. Because you'd know. Uh, Jason Osborne of SACL CAI would like to give Ian a big welcome back. If you want to find out more about SACL CAI, can, uh, they've been a big sponsor of the show for a very long time. You can see their banner. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page at
12: freetalklive.com.
0: Excellent. As we continue here, you can bring up anything. We go to Nick in Illinois on the amp Lines. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live.
12: Hello. Tonight, I'd like to talk about infrastructure.
0: What kind of infrastructure?
12: Well, the one objection you're more likely to hear than any other when people talk about the uh, when you talk to people about the ideas of liberty is well what about the roads?
0: That's a big now, objection the, for sure.
12: Yeah. Now the usual approach that voluntarists take to this is to describe uh, you know all these complicated sometimes complicated ideas about how a network of private roads could work you know without having to pay a toll every time you drive out of your driveway or mm-hmm. stop every mile to pay a new toll and so on and. And like Walter Bach talks about how, well, maybe you could have a device in your car that registers when you're on the road or off the road. You but mean
1: like have... we have today?
12: Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. But and
1: I like have... the private roads that we have today. I mean, there's all, all sorts of them all over the United States and that work in all kinds of different models. But go ahead.
12: Yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh, some people are hard to convince, like, about mutual aid societies, for example. They say, well, sure. what, what will happen if you know somebody collapses somewhere and they're not insured and they're not signed up with a mutual aid society, well, should you just let them die? And but <clears throat> so instead, I took the approach of uh, trying to show how even society, as it largely works right now, can be reproduced without the use of violence to enforce cooperative behavior. And that brings me to uh, private cities. If they exist; they're already out there, and they work. So you can point to them because I think the the heart of the matter is, is that. With infrastructure, people are afraid, well, what will happen if we have conflicts over what to do with land? Well, the solution to that, if people are really concerned about that, is live in a community where everybody there agrees that one body, one company or corporation or organization uh, has the unilateral right to, do, to, do, to decide what to do with the land. They own the land. Like a homeowners
0: that, association would in a deed-restricted
7: community.
12: Right. But... Uh, I think it might be more effective as a general tip to start from that, because I think that cuts right to the to the root of what libertarian is. Libertarianism is not about the policies that result. It's about uh, the process and how those decisions get made. So I think that that... Because when you start from the topic of, uh, well, here's how, how these private roads could work, you sort of create... In the, you know, the other person's mind, this assumption that libertarian society has to be radically different from what we have now in ways that it doesn't necessarily have to be.
0: Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a, that is a good point. And all that said, it's still a, it's still a tough issue for people. It's, it's always difficult to uh, to open people's minds to something when it's always been a certain way. So, for instance, up here in uh, the Keene, New Hampshire area, they actually don't have government garbage pickup. For a lot of people, they've never lived without government garbage pickup. And you
1: can't imagine how you would possibly make it without
0: it. Right. If you, were, if you were to suggest that the government were to give up garbage pickup, that there would be garbage piling up in the streets, you could point to like New York City after that. Uh, what was it? A, like they were snowed in and the garbage trucks didn't run for a while. Right. And literally, garbage piled, piled up, up, in, the up in the streets. So you could point to these things and say, see, see, this is what will happen without the government to take out the trash. But here, it's fine. Everybody's fine. They hire their own service or run to the dump themselves. So people just don't have the the perspective. Nick, any other thoughts?
12: Yeah, last night I had to hang up early because of audio problems. And uh, what I wanted to say was that um, some people actually do believe that that violence is a legitimate way to enforce uh, taxes because of the idea that, well, if you're not paying your taxes, you're stealing the services that you get from the state. And I think that a good thing to remind people of is um, when they bring that up is, Uh, Well, when you stop at a red light, if a hobo comes over and starts washing your windshield, and then the hobo says, hey, you owe me this money, and then he pulls a gun on you and says, all right, pay me what I say you owe me, uh, who's the thief there?
1: Yeah, that's really what it comes down to. If you, somebody sends you something in the mail and you didn't order it, then they try to send you a bill for it, are you responsible for that bill? You're absolutely not.
0: Nope. A great point. Thanks by the way uh, for the call, Nick. Appreciate it. 855-450-free is the number. 1-855-450-3733 to Dwayne listening in Michigan to WSJM FM in Benton Harbor. Hello, Dwayne.
4: Hello. Hey, Dwayne. what's on your mind? I would like to speak about gravity, the uh, force of gravity, just for a few minutes. All right. Um, haven't had a lot of gravity
1: calls in the past. Let's go ahead. (laughs) Gravity for or against? (laughs) Where's the issue?
4: Uh, Well, uh, that's a pretty tough question, partner. Um, there, There are two equations for this force. And the reason I bring this up is that it's considered to be an unknown factor. But that isn't true. Um, it is a a particular kind of energy. I'd like to make just a, a, well, first of all, the uh, two equations are, there's a general one, which is C2 equals E divided by M.
0: Now you want to talk about esoteric. yeah? Uh, yeah. So if it's
1: energy, then um, while it's working, where is the the energy um, involved in it? I mean, how do you get calories out of gravity?
4: Okay, well, you do, partner.
1: I, I, well, uh, only asking you.
4: <laughs> I, 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 I know that, and I, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, the answer here in just a second.
0: Please so, give the answer without using a formula, though, because it's not uh, well, it's no, not math class.
4: No, I, I, I won't. When, when Newton um, described the force of gravity, he just said that one mass attracted the other, but he didn't look for the source. But in that gravity performs work, it has to have a source.
1: Please tell me it's there. aliens.
4: <laughs> no, partner. Nothing about aliens. This is just straight up and down stuff. Okay. Um, what hasn't been examined? The uh, particular form of energy not examined is the heat energy within a mass. As the heat energy increases, the mass stays the same. The gravitational energy increases. If the if the energy remains the same, and the mass increases. The field will decrease.
0: So it's your claim. Let me see if I'm understanding you here. It's your claim that a cold object that is the same as a hot object, the same size, will have uh, the cold object will not have the same gravitational pull. It will be a lesser gravitational pull.
4: Exactly, partner. You you, you nailed it. Now right is this on.
0: is this something that uh, has been proven by science, or is this like a theory? You know, a theory of yours, or is it is it commonly accepted? It, well,
4: I've I've done the experiments to prove it.
0: Ah, I um, see. So you're trying to uh, to change the 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 scientific view, which I think it's all they're all theories, right? You're trying to uh, to change the accepted theory of gravity, which says that it's all about the size of the object. They
1: say they don't know gravity entirely. So I mean, you know, it's he it, 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 it no, could be it, right. How did That's you prove
4: true. it? Um, i I made a horizontal gravimeter, and i i I got a a six inch high stainless steel container quarter inch wall thickness and six inches diameter filled with lead, I compressed the lead because when you when you heat something up when the action of the molecules is the same thing as compressing it sure yeah right so that's what heat pumps do they they compress a the material and it generates heat through just compression and by doing that, I was able to draw a lead sphere toward the heated object, and then when i got rid of the pressure the torsion of the monofilament I was using drew the beam back toward its original position
1: so nobody's figured this out up to this point I mean no one's put uh, something under pressure and that thing hasn't increased its gravity
4: that is what i don't understand partner i really don't
0: you know what i you know what i would do i would take that to some of the scientific forums online post yeah. it and see what people say as far i think as it's they're...
1: awesome that you premiered it here on free talk live <laughs> thanks I mean, for, for the if call if it's true if not you know it's not the first I appreciate,
0: theory I appreciate hearing from you maybe you're right maybe he maybe it is true Could maybe be. there's something he's not factoring in more coming up this is free talk live
9: The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection.
0: This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition of the program. Open phones for you to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want. That's how it always is on this show. All seven nights a week that we do it, 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We'll get you in here to share your thoughts on whatever's on your mind. We've been talking about uh, everything from drugs, harm reduction, uh, to immigration, to freaking. That is the phone type And whatever you want to talk about goes 855 450 free. We'll continue
1: that here in moments. Sound Wisdom's SG1 solar powered generating system can give you all the basics in an emergency or be expanded to handle your whole house. This is a solar powered generating system, and unlike the rest of the generators out there, they're just gonna sit around and do nothing when the power's not out, the SG1 can run your refrigerator, your freezer, your your pump, uh your well pump, whatever you need it to run all the time. And then it'll be on in an emergency when you need it. Also in an emergency, uh, you can can add more uh, solar panels and more batteries and run the whole house if that's what you want to do. If you want to go off the grid, the SG-1 is great for two things. It's uh, great for having a generator on uh, when you need it, and it's great for having a, an expandable solar system that can take you off the grid. Also, it can handle power from all kinds of different things, including uh, windmills, water wheels, or whatever. The SG-1, go check it out at freetalklivesolar.com. Again, it's freetalklivesolar.com.
0: One of the points I wanted to make earlier, but we just kind of we go off in different directions sometimes on this program. We were discussing uh, driver's registration because Steve Jobs, as we've been discussing over throughout the show tonight, some interesting facts uh, about Steve Jobs that a lot of people didn't know. One of them was that he drove for years with no license plate, and when I say years, I mean the end of his uh, life. Uh, the, the more recent years, he's driving with no license plate. And we ended up talking about how the driver's registration, tags, all that stuff. It's all about obedience and money, not about safety. And uh, to give you an example of a proof of that claim, I was in jail with a variety of different folks. Some of them were there for DUI, driving under the influence. Usually a pretty dangerous thing. In many cases, sometimes not so much. Uh, but what would you think, Mark, uh, DUI? What do you think an appropriate, like the the second DUI someone receives? What, what do you think <laughs> so, the average person receives? I'm not asking you what they should, but what do you think the average person receives as far as jail
1: time for that? I wouldn't think uh, for the second DUI they get much of anything. Maybe really? a couple of days. Okay,
0: yeah. Three to 20 was, uh, I saw there was one guy in there that was in for 20, another guy was in for three. The guy that was in for 20 actually a big ran. a difference. The guy in for 20 ran from the cops.
1: Well, that's not going to go well.
0: Right. So uh, now, by comparison, there were people that were in the same cell block who were there for driving while suspended, driving to work.
1: Yeah. One year sentence. So you actually can put people in danger, through negligence, and get um, you know a three day sentence. Yep. But you drive without their little little reflective sticker stuck on your um, your car, suspended license. Is that what you are saying? Driving while suspended. Yeah. That okay. Would be so um, you know whatever you know you didn't pay one of their tickets, and your license got suspended as a result. Wham! You get a year in jail. Year in this jail. Is, this goes to show. Because this is what people don't get. The government isn't there to protect you. It is not there to protect you. It is there to protect its own interests. Its interests are sucking money off of you. Those nice guys, and many of them are, wearing those pretty badges with the guns on their their hips, they're not there to protect you. They're there to protect the government and its interests. Sometimes... Those interests will uh, cross and you'll get some protection out of the deal. You certainly will. But let's not forget that their Supreme Court has ruled time and time again, not one time, not—I mean, half of a dozen times, that the government has no obligation to protect you. So if they choose not to protect you, you've got no recourse. It happens all the time. If, if some private company was there to protect you, You'd have a recourse. You'd be able to sue them. You'd be able to get money back. They'd, they'd be responsible for what was damaged, all these kinds of things. Government has no responsibility. They they create, for their, they create out of thin air. They magically create irresponsibility. They call it a sovereign immunity or qualified immunity. Whatever it is, they create it for themselves and their minions. So we're going to continue here.
0: Uh, take your phone calls. Peter is listening in Madison, Wisconsin, to the mic 92.1. Hello, Peter. Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
3: Well, not much. I just want to do a follow up on what you were saying. I tuned this—the first time I've ever tuned in. I was just going up and down the dial, and uh, what well, you said: when people get used to getting their garbage picked up, and they think that that's uh, by the uh, government, they think that's the way it's always been done. Well, there was actually a really famous economics paper called "The Lighthouse in Economics." I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I have not. And it made it. Oh well, it was by Ronald Coase who won the Nobel Prize back in the 1990s. Very good economist. But what he, he pointed out, as in his in his wonderful writing style, that Every textbook, or at least four different textbooks, used the lighthouse as an example of something that could only be provided by the government. Well, upon closer inspection, uh, all the way up until like the mid-nineteenth century, no lighthouses were provided by the governments. They were provided by shipping organizations, in other words, private entities. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. And so, anyway, it's a very good paper. I don't know if your readers will be interested or not. And then there was a follow-on. I could about, see it being
0: uh, provided TV. by shipping organizations and insurance companies as well.
3: Those oh I, don't know, I don't know enough about the insurance. I'm just starting to read on that. But the, uh, it was, in other words, it was in their own best interest to right. have lighthouses so their ships didn't crash. And uh, how they did it was, if you uh, sailed by it on your way in, you were deemed to have used it. But um, um, still, everybody, it was it was a voluntary organization. There was no uh, no force there. Yeah, I mean, what shipping so,
0: company wouldn't want to contribute to the lighthouse fund? You know.
3: Well, right, right. It's not just say so there's many many things that were being done perfectly well. Before somebody said, "Hey, you know, uh, we can do this better," and there's some funny lines that I haven't run the, read the paper for a while about, like uh, one guy said, "You know, show me a lighthouse, and I'll show you a politician's friend."
0: <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Anything else you want to share tonight, Peter?
3: Oh, well, that was that was just it. I just wanted to follow up on it. I think that you're on to something. You know, there's a lot of things that the private sector that people can provide amongst themselves, amongst free association. They
0: I think everything that. can be done uh, amongst free association, and it's uh, it's never right to use coercion to provide any product. Or service, and I thank you for the call tonight, Peter. Appreciate hearing from you. 855
1: well, free. You could use retaliatory force if uh, uh, you know against somebody who has used uh, initiated force against someone.
0: Coercion is generally defined as aggressive force, from what I understand.
1: Okay, well, I'm just understanding that uh, you know the, this person may consider uh, coercion to be used, being used against them, even after they have slaughtered thirty individuals. When you come after them, put them in chains. I see where you're coming from. Yeah.
0: Thanks for the clarification. By the way, quick quote here uh, from Steve Jobs. I found this on uh, Facebook here. Quote, Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. It's a great quote. Yeah. (laughs) That's really heavy, man. (laughs) Good stuff. (laughs) Heavy, man. Let's go to Frank listening in Jackson to the TJ Network on FM. Hello, Frank. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind?
10: Um, What do you guys think about the political race?
0: I think they're all a bunch of criminals. And I don't even know which one you're talking about. Uh, Which political race?
10: I can't think. I think his name is uh, Kane or McLean or something like that. Herman Kane? Yeah.
0: Kane, McLean, whatever. (laughs) I think... They're all the same to me, dude. I think
1: he was the former uh, president of the uh, Federal Reserve in in St. Louis, and that already gives me pause. He uh, supported the Patriarch, which uh, says to me that he really cared, could care less about American oh civil liberties. He said that he would uh, follow the word of his generals um, in, in regards to the Afghan and um, Iraq wars, and I have yet to find a general that hasn't supported more war. Um, and, you know, frankly, he you know he seems to have no solutions but gimmicks uh 999 plan would raise taxes on 80% of americans i don't want my taxes raised i don't want herman Cain as president
0: all right i'll take it back uh not all of them are criminals ron paul's the exception uh and yeah, gary johnson's not so bad but he doesn't he's not he doesn't really get the whole principle liberty thing ron paul is the man—he's uh, the only outstanding candidate in the in the main main political race for for president. But generally, politicians are criminals, and uh, I would recommend not uh, associating with them. Anything else on That's your mind good... tonight?
10: Yeah, uh, one more
4: thing—they've
10: um, done a, uh, uh interview with uh, the CEO of Facebook and Donald Trump and. I think there were several others, but um in your opinions and the state the economy is in, who do you think would be best to get us out of
4: the uh recession? What Thanks for the call, the
0: Frank. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, you don't put someone in charge of the... There's no way to put someone in charge of the economy. Yeah. The only way to get out of a recession is just to like allow it to happen. like a bull rider being
1: in charge of the bull. You just have to
0: allow it to happen so things can be normalized. And then hopefully get the government the hell out of uh, creating money and all the other meddling that yeah. they Ron do. Ron Paul's
1: the only choice, in, in my opinion.
0: So, uh, back tomorrow night for the Live Sunday edition. You can join Mark at that time. And take Steve Jobs' advice. That's good stuff. Listen to your inner voice. Follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Think about that one. See you tomorrow. FreeTalkLife.com
10: When the power goes out for any length of time, you've got problems, starting with food that's going bad, even in the freezer. No communications, living by candlelight or flashlight. It's a bad place to be. The solar flare cycle is heating up and has already done damage to the grid. NASA and NOAA tell us that next year and in 2013, it will take down large sections of the grid for days or weeks at a time. Hurricanes and floods also cut power for several days or weeks. You can protect yourself now. The SG-1 solar generator by Sound Wisdom produces 5,000 watts of household current, comes with 230 amp-hours of battery, 220-watt solar panels, and a built-in battery-maintainer desulfator. This is the only portable system you can add as many batteries or solar panels as you like. It will also convert power from windmills, water wheels, DC welders, or gas generators, any source of 12-volt DC power. See it now at freetalklivesolar.com. Technicians are standing by now to answer your questions even during the Sunday night show. Freetalklivesolar.com.